Hello and welcome back. Now, let me go ahead and start off with this podcast. On this note, I know it's not the greatest and it's not the happiest、um, time right now, but I do want to share what has been going on if you have not heard already. So, a shooting happened recently, like super, super recently, like just yesterday, <laughs> like honestly, just yesterday. Um, here in the San Antonio area, an elementary school shooting. Now, they say that the gunman who recently turned 18 on May 16th of this year purchased two AR 15 style rifles.、Um, he purchased them one on the 17th. Right after his birthday, and then a couple days later on the 20th. Not sure why he decided to, you know, wait a couple days. Maybe it was money wise, who knows? But he decided to purchase those rifles. Has a sick mind, went on a killing spree on an elementary school, and thanks to the authorities, the officers who were there. They had killed him. It's obviously very, very upsetting.、Um, how this played out was, I believe, in that morning, he lives with his grandparents at the time because he lost in touch with his birth mother. And his grandfather said he didn't see anything unusual. But I believe when he was inside the car with his grandmother, Or even inside the house, I'm not sure where she was. He had the audacity to shoot his grandmother. I'm not sure where she was shot at in her body, but he decided to shoot her, take the car, which, by the way, he does not have a license. He does not even know how to drive. But he still took the car, anyways, with the two rifles. And decided to go to this elementary school and open fire. And unfortunately, he, <laughs> he killed 19 students and two teachers. Now, the grandmother, she's in critical condition and they're just waiting on updates to see if she would even make it. On the grandfather's side, now they had an update with him, I believe today, stating that he did not even know he had purchased rifles. He didn't see them, he didn't notice anything, he just, he just plain didn't know.、Um, he states that he doesn't even want those t y p e of guns or just guns in general in his house. He wants nothing to do with them, he just he doesn't want to see that. He, He doesn't get it. And that's fine. You know, it's not everybody's partake to have any kind of gun in their house. You know, if it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, it's not. Okay. You know, that's fine. It's, everyone has their opinion about it. But I just I feel for the grandfather because he, he just lost, you know, back, almost back to back. On family members, you know, his, his loved one, his partner, he doesn't even know if she's even gonna make it. 
and now his grandson gone and doesn't even know why he went on a killing spree especially with young children it's I know it's it has to be heartbreaking for him and it has to be super super hard you know what I'm gonna try and end this on a lighter note um, for those who are interested in helping in any way that you can there are a few things um, such as if you are in the San Antonio area this only is valid for you guys if you guys can actually donate blood um, I know it's not really doing much but it donating blood goes a long way and I wish I could be brave to those who have in the past. I'm not really good with needles. But if you are in the Senate, again, in the San Antonio area, you can donate blood. There are also fundraisers going on for the children who have passed for funeral. But anyways, let's kind of turn the knob here, kind of switch a little bit. And let me give you a good, a little chuckle here and there. I'm not sure if any of you have been keeping up with the Johnny Depp and Amber Turd case. <laughs> now, if you haven't gotten that by then and how she got that nickname, boy, are you so behind. So behind. <laughs> so for those who haven't heard on how she got the nickname, so it was Johnny's, you know, turn to be on the stand. And and I quote, these are words from him stating <laughs> when um I believe when he woke up in the morning, I'm not sure where he was or if he went somewhere and then came back. I I forgot the beginning of the story, but oh, excuse me, but when he came into his room, he had noticed there was a pile of shit on his bed. Right there. Right where he sleeps. With his ex-wife. <laughs> and he could have, oh, the dogs did it. But he has two very small dogs and he knows that their shits are not as big as them. I mean, how's that even possible? I have three small dogs, and I can tell from each of their shits who it belongs to. I know that sounds weird, but, you know, growing up with them and picking up their their poo in the backyard, you get to understand that whose is who. <laughs> so, having three small dogs, and me kind of like, okay, they don't shit this big. It's literally like, like a chunky Tootsie Roll. <laughs> Sorry for the graphic, but seriously, that's what it is. It's no bigger, it's no larger than that. Because they're small. And that's the kind of dogs that they have. They have two small dogs. And he's, the more that he kind of thinks about it, looks at it, it's like, wait a minute. Why does that look more like human shit than dog shit and mind you 
Amber is not around when he discovers what's on his bed. She's gone. She bounced. I believe she. they say that she went to some concert, like Coachella or some shit. And uh, yeah, she just left the house just like that. As if she couldn't have not paid attention, you know, while she was dressing or getting ready in that room, the same room that they sleep in. And there's shit on the bed. Interesting. And she didn't even let him know or anything. Just guessing this is a little goodbye gift. And here you go. On my way. <laughs> um, and that's how she got her, her nickname. Because Johnny just honestly, he wasn't pissed. He wasn't upset. He was more like, huh. All right. <laughs> Like, like honestly, what can you do in that situation when you see shit on your bed? I feel like I would probably be furious, but then I would be like, well, where did it come from? Who made this massive shit? <laughs> like, it's so bad. It is so bad. But there you have it. That's her nickname, Amber Turd. I think it's very fitting (laughs) so far (laughs) now poor Johnny and when he continues being on the sand and Amber's lawyer was asking questions if you have not seen any videos about it please please go watch them if you want to have like a what the fuck moment or just kind of like huh it's it's amazing. It's just amazing how he's a lawyer. Honestly, it really is how he asks these questions. And then when Johnny tries to answer, he's like, oh, objection. And it's like, wait, you asked me the question. Now let me answer <laughs> kind of type deal. And even the, uh, the lawyer is like, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Please proceed. Like, dude, where did you get your law degree from? This is absurd. It's, I find it pretty funny. Because she's over here thinking that she's going to win. That she's the victim in this. That she's a survivor. But if you actually think about it, if you actually read Johnny's body language... He's more a survivor than she is. And she also claims that, you know, he had broken her nose. Well, sweetheart, then why'd you go to an event the very next day if it was broken? I mean, I've never had a broken nose before, but I would think if your nose is broken... You would have some sort of, I guess, brace on it or tape or something to obviously know that, hey, it's broken. We need to get back into its place. Also with some bruising as well. There has to be bruising, right? In this case, there was no indication of that on Amber's face whatsoever. And what I love about Johnny's lawyers... Shout out to them. You guys are the best. One of them has stated like, well, 
if you say he hurt you and punched you, then answer me this. Johnny does wear big metal thick rings, correct? Amber's like, yes, that is correct. Interesting. And when you say that he sort of say punched you or hit you and broke your nose, wouldn't you say that he was actually wearing those rings that day? Since you state he wears them all the time, which he does, by the way. Shouldn't then those imprint of the ring show upon her face? And obviously, which they didn't in the photo. And you can't even tell if that was even a bruise or not. Like, it's just like a dark circle <laughs> to me, like on her nose. It was just, it was very weird. Um, But I know everybody bruises very differently. But then again, you can easily tell what a bruise is. So I thought when she pointed, when Johnny's lawyer pointed that out, I thought that was very, very good detailing. Because if you think about it, if somebody was to wear any kind of ring, whether it's big or small, thick or thin, there would be some sort of marking on the face, some sort of imprint, you know, right after. So that was very smart of them to actually catch that little detail. Um, And then, of course, after that, it's just... Amber's side is looking very dumb, looking very stupid, looking like losers, basically. She's caught pretty much that she's lying. She's been lying. She's been lying under oath. So you already know where this is going. I hope the judge is smart enough to see all these details, to see all these body language, to see how um, they're responding to these questions by these lawyers. Well only on Johnny's side because apparently Amber's lawyers are shit and have no idea what they're doing. (laughs) Yay them. They need to get those diplomas taken away. (laughs) But all in all, I really hope it turns out in Johnny's favor, to be honest. He did actually grow up in a domestic violence home and now he's going through another domestic violence in a relationship. Excuse me. So it's very sad that he, it's like kind of like repeating history for him. And obviously it's even more sadder because he's a genuine, nice, down-to-earth guy. I mean, I've never personally met him. I wish I could. But just seeing even people who have worked with him, like stunt devils, producers, they all say great and good things about him. Um, recently Amber had stated that, oh, one of his exes, an old past ex, Kate Moss, I believe that's her name, um, was like, oh, I couldn't even imagine being in her shoes when she was pushed down the stairs. Well, sweetie, and let me tell you this. When Kate came on the stand as a witness, she also states, Johnny has never hit me. He's never pushed me, kicked me on any stairs and he's never been violent towards me boom pow sauce right there amber eat shit eat your own shit that you left on the bed so 
I really hope it goes into his favor because he deserves it. He deserves it. He doesn't honestly deserve any of this shit that's coming toward him, literally and figuratively. <sighs> so, justice for Johnny, guys. Justice for Johnny. <laughs> and I guess we could talk a little bit about this before I uh, close up my podcast. Now, I've been recently been wanting to talk about past experience, about dating, about relationships. So I guess we're going to start that today. <laughs> so be prepared. So to my close friends who are listening, you already know who this person is. I don't even have to say his name. Um, but in future reference, I will not say any names unless I want to. So for now, we'll call this one High School A. Because this is where I literally met him in high school. And High School A was like my very first love. Like I just loved everything about him. I loved his personality. I loved his smile. You know, just the way, you know, he made me feel blah, blah, blah. I had no idea what made me love him so much and I'm still trying to think about it from time to time but it's like I don't know it's just him as a person I guess I I don't know it was just there was just something there that I cannot describe but I was just always happy to be like around him to talk with him um him sharing his you know his iPad with me and the iPad but iPod when they hold music um and that's why I actually started to get into more metal, more screamo music. Because he was into that. And I wanted to relate some things with him. So I got into that. Um, and then I got into, you know, a few bands here and there. Just so we could relate on a topic. And I actually met my first love through... I honestly can't remember the very first time that we talked but I do remember seeing him at my neighbor's garage now my neighbor she has two kids and her son is actually a year older than I am so of course when we were kids we're growing up you know me and him would go play blah 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 so we actually grew up with each other and her son actually formed a band and that's is that is where high school A was actually part of the band. And there were a time or two I went over and I remember seeing him there, but he never really caught my attention there. He didn't he didn't catch my heart there. I believe somehow it started it had to start in high school when I was a freshman and he was a sophomore. Um so I would like to say we dated for those three years but the relationship was always off and on it was always on during the school year but come summertime it was always off so it was just I really wouldn't say it was a continuous relationship it was always off and on by the third breakup I kind of knew the pattern and I was like well, why does he keep doing this? Why is it more kind of like a seasonal relationship? Like, that's not right. 
I know, even in high school, like, oh, you know, it shouldn't matter, blah, 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 you're still so young. And that's fine and all, but again, I'm still young. I haven't really experienced anything else but him, but this, you know. He was, well, I wouldn't say my first kiss, but I knew I was his first kiss. <laughs> he might hate me by me telling you this, but I think it's it's super cute. We were at a mutual friend's house, and I don't think anybody knew we were dating then. I'm not sure yet. I can't really remember the details, but I remember we were at a mutual friend's house. We were all just hanging out there. But then me and her, me and uh, high school A were on the couch. You know, we were kind of just kind of playing around just being all cutesy just fighting over I think like a jacket or something um he was trying to be all cutesy trying to keep it away from me but then I was pretty much kind of on top of him still grabbing my jacket and our faces were pretty close and nobody else was around so I was like oh this is a good opportunity right here so I happened to make the first move and give him a little peck on the lips. <laughs> it wasn't a full blowout makeout session. It was just a peck and I will never forget his face, how he looked. So surprised, so taken back, so like in awe. Like, holy shit, that just happened. I'm like, hell yeah, that just happened. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> but anyways, um... And in a way, when we did break up the third time, he had told me before that in a way I was his first love as well. Yes, he's dated a girl too before me, but it wasn't like genuine. It wasn't as deep as R was. So that made me feel special and that made me feel really nice. So as the year went on, I was a senior, and of course, we were not together anymore because he was in college doing his own thing, which is fine. I dated, of course, somebody else. Um, It almost lasted a year until he, until he cheated on me, but that's a whole different story for another day. So when me and that boy broke up, I was still kind of talking to high school A, and that wasn't nothing like flirtatious wise or anything. Um, it was just, oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry, guys. I've been burping all day. Dinner was just, ugh, was just fantastic. But anyways, I still kept in contact with him um, just as friends. And when we were both single, it was like, we still felt that that pull towards each other. And we felt that pull towards each other for such a long time now. And just keeping him there in my life, I just felt more, I guess, secure in a way for a while. Because he was somebody I was close with. He was somebody I can share things with. He understands me. Like, I'm not saying because I've, like, I miscommunicate things or miss words or anything. Not like that, but... He understood me by emotionally, spiritually, everything like that. Like, he knew if I was upset. He knew if I was annoyed. He knew if I was anything. 
and vice versa with him. Like, I would know when he was annoyed, frustrated, upset, anything. And that that's just how well known that we knew each other. So we, I guess you could say, when we were both in college, we tried to do the friends with benefits. But he kind of caught feelings towards the end. And I was like, you told me no feelings. You told me that there would be nothing there. And look what happened. And I was kind of taken back by it because he tells me one thing. But then he's feeling another thing. And it was so hard for me to wrap my my head around it. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And do I even want to try it again? Because we're older now. And blah, blah, blah. It was so much going back and forth, back and forth. Um, And I think we just decided that it's just best to, to stay as friends. You know? It was hard to stay together for so long because... I think he was just not loving himself. At the end of the day, I felt like, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but how I saw things, it I felt like he didn't love himself enough, so it was hard for him to actually love somebody who actually genuine loved him for him. And I believe that's where our relationship just kind of fell apart, you know? I mean, I didn't really 100%, you know, love myself then because I was still figuring out myself, but I I didn't really pull myself down as much as he did. And that was, you know, that was sad and it was upsetting. And there was a few other things I couldn't relate to him. And I wanted to make him feel better as a person or just even in general. And it was hard for me to try to make him feel better. Because he knew I I couldn't relate. I couldn't understand what, you know, he was going through, what he was feeling. And that just really hurt. And I really sucked in our relationship when we were together. Um, But of course, as, you know, we were friends, it was just so much easier. The flow was so much easier. And, and I think that's probably, you know, why we stay friends. Because it was just easier like that. It was There was no complications. You know, we could still be in each other's lives with no strings attached or whatever. And so, and that's where we are. I mean, I don't talk to him every day. It doesn't need to. Um, but because he did recently lose his sister um, and he's going through so much with his relationship now and his mother and taking over being a father figure to his nephew, it's it's a lot. It is so much on his plate, and he doesn't really have time to really be going out or making new friends or anything, because he doesn't have any time. Right now, he's at home with his nephew, and he's not going to work at the moment because of the whole situation. So I just felt like a text here and there, be like, hey, how are you today? How are you feeling? How are things? How is your nephew? You know, just hopefully just makes me feel a little bit better that somebody's there to listen. So on that note, guys, please always just shoot a text, a snap, a DM, a voice message, 
or even if you call them and they don't pick up leave a voicemail just anything and i guarantee you you're gonna make that person's day or somebody's thinking about them they took their time to think about you so take care guys wash your hands clean out your belly button we'll get to that later in the next podcast or two and stay hydrated bye